This is Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta, Georgia, a congregation full of life and love with a legacy of outreach ministries. Everybody's invited to church in person Sunday at 10 a.m. and online at mountpleasantatl.org. And now, the Mount Pleasant Baptist Church, Atlanta. Let the church say amen. Look and tell somebody there's no, there is no other way that we can make it without him. Amen. 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 It is the house of prayer, isn't it? And it is the house of praise, isn't it? Amen. The redeemer of the Lord ought to say something. Amen. If you're not free anywhere else, you ought to be free up in here. Why? Because this is our Father's house. Amen. Amen. And if you got a praise, you ought to try to get it out. Don't take it back home with you. Amen. Let everything that have breath praise our God. He brought us all the way through. Amen. All of the trials, all of the tribulations, and he did it not because we've been good. It's because he is a loving, forgiving, merciful God. Amen. Amen. Everybody feel all right today? Amen. Amen. Well, it's preaching time, and I'm going to ask that you pray with me. Amen. And just a little bit more. I don't know. I'm not hearing myself like I need to. Amen. We'll get it. Give me a little more volume. We'll get there. Amen. Out in the book of Luke today, amen, the eighth chapter, if you will, I'm going to kind of skip through this eighth chapter, so I'm not going to read the entire eighth chapter, but uh, we'll talk uh, out of the end, perhaps the entire eighth chapter. Eighth chapter, and I want you to look first of all at verse 27 and 28 of this eighth chapter of Luke. Verse 27 says, And when he went forth amen, to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had, amen, a devil a long time and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee? Jesus, thou Son of God, most high, I beseech thee, torment me not. Then I want you to look at verse 41 and verse 42, same chapter, where it reads in verse 41, and behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come in to his house. For he had one only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay and dying. But as he went, the people thronged, thronged him. 
Verse 50 and 55 of the same chapter. Verse 50 reads, But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when, <laughs> and when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, say Peter and James and John, and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But he said, Weep not. She is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Mate, arise. You may be seated today. We ask God if he would add other blessings to the reading, the hearers, but again, especially to the doers of God's word. I want to talk today from this thought, if you would pray with me a few minutes, he can do it. Look at somebody and say, he can do it. Amen. I believe the Bible teaches us that with God all things are possible. I believe that the Bible teaches us, amen, that whatever we ask, whatever we seek, whatever we knock for in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if we ask, we can receive it. If we knock, the doors can and will be open. And if we, amen, believe only not only in asking and seeking but knocking with the belief and faith that our God still here and will answer our prayers. We serve a God that we are in need of because the air that we breathe, He provides it. We serve a God that we are in need of because the clothes we wear, He provides them. He provides, amen, uh, the water that we drink and the food that we eat. The cars we drive, they are not yours, they are not mine, because the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But lean over and tell somebody, he can do it. We're living in a world of turmoil, filled with trials, tribulations, troubles seemingly to be brewing everywhere. And there seemed to be not much changing and heading in the right direction. That every time we turn around, something have gone wrong. Amen. Families are, amen, breaking up. Marriages no longer last as they once have. People don't get along one with the other. Job said, amen, man that is born of a woman is but just a few days, and those days are filled with troubles. The sad part is that we have embraced the troubles as that that is the only way of life. 
But I'm reminded of a song, not only of a song, but a scripture that says, he that keeps his mind stayed on Jesus, that he will give them perfect peace. Now, trouble does not have to last always. It's your perspective and your mindset. Because as a man thinking, so is he. You have to have a man, a mind that is not connected to the world 24-7. Because I believe it was Paul who says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. As a man thinketh, what he dwells on, what he deems to be top priority, what he invests his time in and his money in and his thoughts in, so is that man. But I got news for you today. Jesus said that I came that you might have life. The world was in trouble, but Jesus overcome the world and showed us how we can make it. Though the world may be reeling and rocking, but he can still give you peace. My brothers and sisters, it is a unique place that we're in today. We're in Mount Pleasant. What's so unique about it? There's not another Mount Pleasant like this Mount Pleasant. Amen. It has its own DNA, its own fingerprint. It cannot be duplicated, but it might be imitated. Because God is a God of uniqueness. Even there is nobody else just like you. You got to understand it, and you ought to be proud of that because you know how bad you are. You wouldn't want two of you all walking around here. You'd be double trouble, wouldn't it? Amen. But God is good. In our text today, amen, there is a unique, amen, there's about three little pericopes that is how in this eighth chapter of the book of St. Luke. Uh, I'm reminded that as I was reading this book and found that numbers mean something. They signify, they suggest something. They have deep, amen, information housed in the number. I read chapter seven, chapter seven, the number seven mean complete perfection. In other words, it doesn't get any better than that. It speaks to things that does not need any more correction or change it because it is perfected. And when the Lord said, Jesus said, I change not, that I am the same, amen, as I was yesterday, today, and forevermore. Have you ever been around people that, amen, they're one way, amen, they're one way, you know, at devotion, they're another way at benediction. Can I get a witness in here? 
they, 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 they are so wishy-washy. They are so turncoat. They are so, amen, all over the place. But I got news for you, amen. If you have the love of God in you, amen, you can work with anybody. Can I get me a witness in here? Well, in this seventh chapter, it is the book that gives some of the, amen, completion and the fulfillment of Jesus' earthly ministry. The Bible says there in that seventh chapter, prior to this eighth chapter, that Jesus, amen, was visiting cities everywhere. He was on his way to Calvary, but he had some last-minute things he, amen, found himself doing. He was healing in different places. He was preaching and teaching in different places. It was as if he was on a journey, amen, to let folks know before he go, amen, that he is Alpha and Omega that he had what mankind need because the Bible says he came that you and I might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. As he finished there in the book, uh, the seventh chapter of this same Luke writing, you will find, amen, the latter clause of chapter seven is that they had gotten in a boat and they had crossed over to another city. And when they got to the next city, it began there in chapter 8. Chapter 8, the number 8 means new beginning. That means, amen, it is not what it was, but it, it is what it is. It is something that perhaps have not happened before or it was different from what had already happened. I come by to share with you on this morning, in spite of what and where you may have been in life and whatever your problems may be, your, your, your situations may be, I want you to know there is nothing too hard for God. And if you put your trust and confidence in him, he will see you through. The Bible says here in chapter 8, as we look upon the beginning here of chapter 8, amen, you don't have to turn to it, but it said, and it came to pass that as he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. It was as if he were taking the disciples on, amen, a quick journey to know that when he leave here, the work that they see him do, greater works that they shall do. And I want you to know, amen, don't tell me what cannot happen, amen, tell me what can happen. Don't put doubt in people's mind because you can't or don't believe you can do it. The Bible gives us, amen, aid, support, and help. Let me tell you like this, amen. God will, hear me very well, design a situation just for you. I wish I had a witness in here. 
I said, no, he will design a situation just for you. And then he will assign you to what he have designed for you. Y'all going to talk to me today? Amen. And then let me tell you, he will not give you that which you can just easily do. He give it to you to let you know you're going to need him. And when your problem gets so hard that you cannot handle it, amen. Remember now, he designed it and assigned you to it. He know that you cannot do it within your own strength. He know that you cannot do it within your own power. What he wants you to do is just like we've done, many of us, with our children. They didn't have the right credit. So we had to co-sign for them. Y'all going to talk to me in a minute. So I'm saying this, what God designed for you and then assigned you to it. When you've done all you can, he come right beside you and co-sign with you to let you know, lean not to just your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him, Jesus, and he will direct your path. I don't know why you feel about it today, but I want to leave these words with you. He can do it. That thing that keep you wandering and walking at night, pacing up and down your room, that thing that make you, amen, worry, amen, instead of praying, uh, amen, that thing that, amen, calls your hair to turn a different color, amen, and sometimes turns a different length. I just want you to know the God that we serve, he still got all of the power. This eighth chapter tells us that Jesus is really busy, seemingly in his latter days before going to Calvary that Jesus is making some fingerprints and indent in his disciples' mind to let them know I'm not going to be with you always, but I want you to know I'll still be with you. I'll be with you because you'll be working in the vineyard. You'll be running into, amen, demonic spirits. You'll be running into, amen, uh, bad and nasty and ugly things. But I want you to know, amen, you will have trials and tribulation, but they will never overcome you if you stay with me. Well, look here. In the eighth chapter of this book of Luke, the Bible says that, amen, Jesus, amen, uh, went unto the Mount of Olives. Can I get a witness in here? And early in the morning he came again to the temple, and the people came unto him. And he sat down and taught them. In other words, he told them about the word of God. If you ever want any kind of peace and any kind of consolation, I dare you to read God's word. Amen. The Bible declared that there is, amen, peace in God's word. There is love in God's word. There is, amen, good news in God's word. There's hope in God's word. His word will give you assurance 
that is whatever it look like does not mean that's the end result. You got to understand that we are serving a mighty, mighty good God. And as we serve him, things will happen. Things sometimes will seem to be turning upside down. But I dare you to stand tall in faith and trust God when you can't trap him. Trust him, trust him when you can't trace him. Trust him when you can't trail him because I want you to know he's waiting on you to call him by his name. The Bible declared here in our text today, when I come to verse 27 and 28 of the 8th chapter, it tells us a few things. It says in verse 27, amen, of the 8th chapter of Luke, amen, you got to understand the God that we serve. That he is on the main line. He tell me to tell you today, amen, verse 27, and when he, amen, went forth to land, he met out of the city a man which had a devil a long time. Well, I'm glad I'm at Mount Pleasant because there's nobody around here who've had the devil a long time. Maybe the devil had you. <clears throat> A long time. Amen. But you got to understand what the devil's job and responsibility is. His job, amen, is to rob you of your praise. His job is to destroy, amen, you of your hope. His job is to kill you that you will be separated from our God. But I come by tonight to tell you the devil does not have the final or last saying. We serve a God that still sits high and look low and sees all that we do. We serve a God, amen, just waiting on us to call him in a time of trouble. Because the devil knows that he cannot override nor over, amen, come the powers of God. Y'all going to pray in a few minutes. But I want you to know in verse 27, he said, And when he come forth to land, there met him a man of the city, amen, which had a devil a long time. You got to understand that Satan, amen, cannot come to church without somebody bringing him. I wish I had a witness in here. You got to understand, if he's up in here right now, one of somebody up in here brought him. Can I get a witness in here? You got to understand, amen, he doesn't have license to drive. He does not ride in a car except you driving him here. And if your mind is not stayed on Jesus, you are a prime candidate for Satan to ride with you. Let me help you out. If you have never, amen, ran into Satan, then that must mean y'all walking together. Because if you and Satan are different in what you're doing, that means that he'll be going one way while you be going another way. The Bible said that this man that had demons in him for a long time, Amen. Ran into Jesus. I wish I had a witness in here. 
And my brothers and sisters, when he ran into Jesus, amen, Jesus looked at the man. Amen. You see it right there in verse 28. It said, when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him with a loud voice saying, what have I to do with you? In other words, if you stay prayed up, if you stay, amen, worded up, if you stay up, amen, with your relationship with Jesus, Satan don't want to have nothing to do with you. You don't believe me when folk call you on the telephone and want to be a gossiper about the news at Mount Pleasant. I dare you to say, what does the Bible say about that? You'd be surprised how many folk would have, amen, a hurry spirit then to get off the phone because you're not going in that same direction. You got to tell them to pray one for the other. Let them know the word of God, it is sharper than any two-edged sword. I'll preach if y'all pray, but I want you to know, amen, the God that we serve. Want to show us how to handle some demons. Want to show us how to handle the devil. You got to understand, the devil want to destroy your testimony and steal your witness from the church that whenever you began to open your mouth, you have a spirit of forgetfulness. But I dare you to call on Jesus and let him know it is me, oh Lord. It is me standing in the need of prayer. And whatever you seem like you have forgotten about, He'll bring it right on back to your memory. I wish I had a praying church in here. I wish somebody in here on two or three of these rows would look down your row and tell folks on your row, he can still do it. Grandmama said he might not come when you want him to, but he'll always be on time. And I come to tell you all on this second Sunday morning that Jesus is still in the blessing business. And what you need to understand that he's on his last journey. He's on his way to Calvary to let men, women, boys, and girls, and his disciples know that you're going to have some troubles in this world. You're going to have some trials and temptation. But if you just hold on to God's unchanging hand, then something may happen at night, but joy will come in the morning. Can I get me a witness in here? I don't know what y'all come to do this morning, but I come to tell you that Jesus is still on the main line. And if anybody need anything from him, he supplies all of your needs. If you need a little more joy, I want you to know Jesus got it. If you need a little more peace, Jesus got it. If you need some happiness, Jesus got a happiness. For he got some good news for you. And that while we were yet sinners, God through Jesus Christ 
died for the ungodly. He died for the liar, the whoremonger, and the backbiter. But don't you be so mean at people <coughs> because something that you have done, <coughs> the blood of Jesus <coughs> can wash you whiter than snow. <coughs> can I get me a witness in here? <coughs> I don't know what y'all come to do, <coughs> but I come to tell you <coughs> that Jesus <coughs> He can do it. Ain't nothing too hard for him. The Bible declared that the devil saw Jesus and knew that he was in trouble. I wish I had me a witness in here. And the Bible declared that the devil said to Jesus, what have I to do with you? You are too strong for me. You're too mighty for me. And you're too powerful. Ain't God all right? You look what Jesus did. Jesus, you do know Jesus. I said, do you know Jesus? Do you really know who he is? I'm not talking about the one that hung there on Calvary. But do you know him in the free part of your own sin? Ain't God all right? Well, let me close now. Jesus, y'all ain't gonna help me. He put on another hat. He put on a hat of psychologist. Let the church say yes. Look into your neighbor. You might have a mind problem, but Jesus is a mind regulator. And he's a hard fixer. Can I give me a witness? If you hold on to his unchanging hand, early in the morning, he'll show up and then he'll show out. He can do it. Ain't God all right? About that time, y'all ain't gonna hear me. I said, about that time. Jesus asked the man a question. He said, what is thy name? The man said, my name is Legion, because there is many devils, a man on the inside. Don't y'all get upset when the devil is wishy-washy, because he tell a lie now, and he'll dig a ditch for you later. Because I come by to tell you, he come to rob, steal, and kill. Y'all ain't gonna help me. But since I'm up in here, you're gonna make me lose my mind. Preaching up in this place. Because Jesus, not only is he the psychologist, what then is the psychologist? He will study the human mind. The world is saying we got a lot of mental people, mental sick people. I can test to that, but I'm so glad that there is a remedy. There is a doctor. His name is Jesus. He got more medicine in the hem of his garment than they have at Grady Hospital. Ain't God all right? I come to tell y'all, don't be dismayed or whatever betides you. God.
God will sure take care of you. Won't he do it? Won't God do it? I got news for you. Amen. He works on behavior. Ain't he all right tonight? He can put your mind, yes, in a peaceful order. The world may be reeling and it may be rocking, but you will stand still and let the world know. Though the Bible gives us encouragement that fame will bring you to a place where God will be pleased with you. Can I get me a witness? Ain't God all right? In this eighth chapter, the Bible declares that Jesus is doing some things that he hadn't done before. It was a new beginning. Ain't it all right? Y'all help me close. I want y'all to say one more time that Jesus can do it. The Bible declares when he told that legion man, the devil that's in you, I got power to break that spirit. I got power, amen, to destroy. I got power to send him back to hell. I got power to get him out of you. Ain't God all right? Is there anybody up in this room know that Jesus got that kind of power over the devil? The Bible declare in chapter 8, yes, he did. He cast the demons out. And the demon ran and jumped in some swine and went down the hill and drowned themselves. Look what I'm trying to tell you. The same demon that was in the man had him naked, had him cutting himself, living in a graveyard. Ain't God all right? When you see people doing unusual things, it's all because they've been driving, they've been driven by the devil. But I got news for you. If you got power of the Almighty God, you can tell the devil to get thee hands behind you. And I got news for you. If you hold on to his unchanging hand, you're weeping. May endure but for a night. But there are any witnesses up in here right now. If you know he's been good to you and brought you out, you ought to tell somebody, I tried the law. He showed up and he showed up for me. And about that time, the devil left the man and Jesus kept on walking and in just a few minutes here come another man by the name of Jairus he said Jesus I got one daughter she's at home just dying will you come on go home with me anybody in here if you got death in your house you ought to get Jesus to come on, go home with you. Wish I had a witness. Ain't he all right? If you've been good, say yes. 
If you made a wish, say yes. Jesus pulled off the psychology head, went home, on his way home, with J.I.R. Here come a woman, I was the head of witness. She came to Jesus, walked up behind him, touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And about that time, Jesus had to stop her. J.I. was stopped with him. Looked to try to see my daughter is at home dying. And here this woman got an issue of blood trying to interrupt the healing of my daughter. But Jesus told the man, I'm never late, always on time. Can I get a witness? Well, Jesus, with the demon man, was a psychologist. With that woman, I wish I had a witness. With that woman, he's now a gynecologist. I wish I had a witness. And all right, look and tell your neighbor, he can do it. He can make a way. And about that time, he went on to J.I.R.'s house. Somebody came from J.I.R.'s house and said, Jesus, she dead. She died. Jesus said, well, I'm going anyhow because I got power to raise me from the dead. Won't he do it? Well, y'all going to help me. If he been good to you, say yes. Made a way for you, say yes. Open door for you, say yes. Ain't he all right? I said, ain't he all right? I got to close. But before I close, he was. Y'all going to hear me? He was a psychologist. Now he's been. Y'all going to hear me? I said, y'all going to hear me? He's been a psychologist. Now he got to be a gynecologist. And here was that little girl at home. He went in the house. He didn't go in as a psychologist. He didn't go in as a, y'all going to hear me? He didn't go in as a gynecologist, but he went in as a pediatrician. Can I get a witness? The Bible declared that when he went in, they were laughing. He told them she's not dead. She's just a sleeper. She's not dead. She's just a sleeper. And the mourners on the inside started laughing at Jesus. Jesus said, laugh all you want. I got the last saying. And the Bible said, Jesus called a young girl. Said, made her rise. She got up, looked around. He gave the girl to the mom and dad and said, here she is, alive and well. I wish I had a witness. If you know anything about him, and if he been good to you, whatever you need, he can do it. 
Whatever you want, uh, he can give it. Uh, won't come fix it for you. Uh, won't he make it all right? Uh, I gotta leave y'all. Uh, going back to Lithonia. Uh, but before I leave you, uh, I got one more thing to tell you. Uh, try him. Uh, he's all right. Uh, try him. Uh, he's all right. Uh, if you're too high, uh, he'll bring you down. Uh, if you're sick, uh, He'll heal your body. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? If you know he'll do it, fist bump somebody that I know he will do it. I know he's a battle like in time of a battle. Won't he do it? Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Can nobody? Can't nobody do you like Jesus. He can do it. He'll be whatever you need for him to be. If you got a mind problem, if you got a blood problems, and if death is lurking around your door, if you're young, he's able to fix just what ailing you. I heard a few minutes ago that Jesus is on the main line. Tell him what you want. Just call him up and tell him what you want. He'll be right there. You've been listening to the Mount on the Go podcast. If you've been enjoying the word, please consider donating to the Mount Pleasant Ministry. We have various ways that you can give to the ministry to allow us to become better in our pursuit of delivering God's word to you. You can give via PayPal at mtpleasantatl.org. You can give via Zale, info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also give via Square and Givelify. For Givelify, just search for Mount Pleasant Baptist Church with our address, 17 Melvin Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia, and you'll be in the right place. In addition to all these options, you're always welcome and invited to grab an envelope and have cash or checks sent to the church, whose address is again, 17 Melvin Avenue, Southeast Atlanta, Georgia. For questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us at info at mtpleasantatl.org. That's info at mtpleasantatl.org. You can also visit our website, www.mountpleasantatl.org, to follow us on YouTube and Facebook for the video version of the podcast. Our services are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are more than welcome to visit the church in person every Sunday at the same time. Thank you so much for listening.